This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy, your partner in health. Bacon, you gotta love it. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. The Eagle and the North End 76 stations and on-the-fly service station on Collister and State. McDowell's Specialty Repair. Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle and Cook Mortgage LLC. Stop by their location at 512 North 13th Street in Boise. Online at sboyle.castlecookmortgage.com. And now here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, today I want to welcome back Joan Endicott. Joan has been a, a great uh, guest of ours uh, over the last few years, and she's back again today. Joan is an award-winning keynote uh, speaker, author of I Get To, which is uh, he's a founder also of Giant Slaying Coaching and Wow! Women Owning Their Worth. And uh, her coaching reaches over 30 countries. Follow her on Facebook and IG for more encouraging words. So with that, Joan, welcome back to Game Plan for Life. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking me again. It's always a pleasure. Yes, we've got Joan via phone today. She's down in Arizona soaking up some of those rays. So that's I am, and... Yes, and as I saw Maggie O'Mara post uh, the snow falling yes, yesterday, yes, I oh, just yeah. continued to thank the Lord that I'm soaking <laughs> up warm sun in southern Arizona. Yeah. So uh, I, I love the snow. I just love it for a certain amount of time. <laughs> yes, we need a break once in a yeah. while. Well, exactly. Joan, yeah, well, Joan, we want to get to... Uh, your I get to, and mm-hmm. and today we're gonna we're gonna start on uh, I get to replace regret with a reset mindset, and I know mm-hmm. in the Christian Living magazine, uh, the last issue, January February, you told a story that kind of kicks things off. So why don't you tell yeah. that story to us? Yeah. So a few years ago, um, I had gone to a doctor. This was. Uh, really just an annual checkup, but she'd had me have some tests before I went. And uh, one of the tests reveals that, you know, I, my bones were not as strong as they should be. And so she recommended, she didn't just recommend actually the year prior, she had recommended that I start this program for osteoporosis. And um, I was didn't want to at that point. But then when I went back to her, she was very insistent that um, you need to start this right now. So I did. I actually um, got the prescription, and uh, on a Saturday morning, I took one pill that was a high-dose time-release, one-week time-release pill. Mm. And within, uh, I don't know, probably a couple of hours, I felt like my spine was on fire, and my joints were just screaming in pain, and I was you know, on my bed and 
my husband, uh, Mark, called the doctor's after-hours emergency number to see what could be done, you know, saying, my wife is in terrible pain. She took the pill, the prescription, um, and this is what the side effects are, what, what she's experiencing now. And uh, he said, if I take her to the emergency room, is there anything they can do to, you know, help her to reverse this drug? Is there like an antidote yeah, to counteract sure. these, these effects? And, they, and she said, no, there is nothing that can reverse it. There's no antidote. It just needs to run its course, mm. um, is what the doctor said. So even more concerning is this is a high dose and it's a one-week time release. And so... We also, um, well, I, what I did do is I went to my um, wonderful uh, chiropractor slash naturopath, and he attempted to adjust me to see if there could be any relief for that pain and just adjusting my spine and doing some things there. And it was interesting because he, he said, when my hand is a foot above your back, I can feel the heat radiating. Really? Wow. So it was really, really uh, extreme, uh, clearly. And so I, as we do, <laughs> when we do something that we then go, you know, why did I do that? And why didn't I, you know, check out the drug more? Why didn't I do, you know, ask other doctors? Why didn't I do more homework? Because the interesting thing, Skip, is I went on their website, and right on the front page, it says can cause severe joint and uh, mm-hmm. joint pain and muscle problems. I mean, I don't remember the wording of it, but I'm looking at the their homepage for this particular mm-hmm. drug, yeah. and they're stating that this can. Be, and so I'm thinking, okay. So then I, what we what we can do then is start beating ourselves up. Sure. We start down the, you know, down the regret road, really, and just going, why did I do that, Joan? You know, I'm, I'm saying things to myself like, why did you take that stupid pill? Why didn't you do more research? Why didn't you ask more questions or get other expert opinions before acting on one doctor's recommendation? And, and the definition of regret, which everyone, we all should know, is to feel sad, repentant, or disappointed over something that has happened or been done, especially a loss or a missed opportunity. Yeah, boy, we can beat ourselves up pretty, pretty good, can't we? Yes, because here's the reality. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Always, we always. immediately can, go, <laughs> can say, well, that's obvious. Well, it's obvious after the fact, <laughs> but it's not obvious before. Yeah, that's, and, that's true. Yeah, so um, regret can come in different ways. It can come from something we've done, like by our own hands, by others, or just life circumstances. Yeah. But no matter the source, I know you will all agree, your listeners will all agree, we've all had regret, that it is one of life's biggest thieves, right? Absolutely. It steals, it, it, it steals every time we think about something. So it's like compound interest. Yeah. Every time we think about it, it's stealing more of that precious resource that we can never get back, which is time and energy. Right. And it's kind of like a cancer, isn't it? Completely. Yeah. Completely. It, it, it destroys whatever is in its path, and it has, you know, tentacles that grow and grab onto other things, which cause us not to 
like we can't be in regret and be in gratitude at the same time. It's so great how God designed us to not be able to contain two competing thoughts at the same time. So I can't be regretting and being in gratitude simultaneously because they're they're opposite emotions, yes, they're I, opposite decisions, right? Yeah, they can't be roommates, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they can't cohabitate. No, no, absolutely <laughs> right. not. Yeah. Well, I know also one of the greatest challenges we face in life is to have a series of struggles or stumbles and setbacks mm-hmm. and still choose uh, the courage David demonstrated when facing Goliath to overcome our own yes. giants. Absolutely. Yes. It's really, that's what separates those who will stay in the land of regret by giving up on what could be next and those who will look back long enough to learn some life lessons and then choose to begin again. And so that, that's really the separator. It's like, if I start to go down that path of regret, it's a great question to say, can I do anything about that? Like we always want to ask ourselves empowering instead of disempowering questions. Is there anything I can do to fix or change or control that, which actually um, in my book, I get to, um, which folks can get uh, just by for free, free download right now on my website at joanindicott.com. If, if I know it will encourage you um, to help reset your mindset. But one of the chapters in there is I get to let go of that yeah. if I can't fix it, change it, or control it. Right. And boy, can you imagine, Skip, what, what would change in our lives if we would immediately just let go yeah, of the things put, that we can't fix, change, or control? Push a button and let go. Well, I know you, <laughs> yeah, you gave a powerful example, too, of one who, who chose to let go. The, I think his name was uh, Alfred Nobel, a Swedish oh, chemist. Yes. So Alfred tell us Nobel, about that. Who, yeah, so Alfred Nobel, who... Um, is best known for the Nobel Peace Prizes, but that's not where it started for him. He actually was a very successful man. He was a Swedish chemist, engineer, inventor, and businessman, and philanthropist, and he held 355 different patents, which Dynamite was the most famous of those. Mm. And it said, so when I was looking this up, it said, though it appears his intention for this invention was for mining and commercial use, it ended up being used in war. Right. Um, so then, so uh, as I looked this up and did research on him, because it's just such a powerful example of somebody who w- had done certain things for the first part of his life, and then decided he wanted to shift that and change and be known for something else. So I'll just read this. It says, in, in 1888, when Alfred's brother Ludwig died, a French newspaper mistakenly published Albert's obituary instead. The obituary mm. stated, and then it says it in French, and I won't even attempt that because I don't <laughs> know either. French. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> <laughs> but translated, it means the merchant of death is dead. And went on to say, Dr. Dr. Alfred Nobel, who became rich by finding ways to kill more people faster than ever before, died yesterday. And here's the, here's the thing. He read this obituary that was supposed to be his brother's, but they got it wrong mm. and were printing his obituary. And he read that, and he was just appalled at the idea that he would be remembered in this way. 
his decision to posthumously donate the majority of his wealth, which in today's standards would be $250 million. He founded the Nobel Peace Prize, the Nobel Prizes, um, as a result because he wanted to have a better legacy. So I I first heard about his story from my dear mentor and uh, the gentleman who so graciously wrote the foreword for my book, Dr. Ken Blanchard, and he shared it with me. When he was sharing it with me, he was talking about how that really changed his perspective, and he chose to then create a purpose statement because he realized if we don't write out why and how we're choosing to live, we can live based on other people's opinions, based on other people's uh, perspectives, Mm. based on other people's priorities, instead of what we believe is God's calling on our life. Yes. So it impacted him so deeply, and then him sharing it impacted me quite deeply. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. So this is a quote from Ken, so I'll just read the quote. He said, Hearing the story of Alfred Nobel motiv- motivated me to create my own purpose statement, so I wasn't having others tell me who I was. That statement for me, I just actually spoke to him about this because I wanted to get everything right as I was writing this uh, last month. That really impacted me because when you think about times that you're doing things because other people are telling you who you are or who you should be, that is powerful. Yep. We, we, if we are not focused on the author and finisher of life and what he's calling us to and why we believe it's important for us to live that way, we will be swayed by any and every and all opinions around us. Whichever and, way the wind know, blows. I, exactly. And I say that, Skip, as, as a recovering approval addict. I mean, mm. I spent too many years, and it's something, you know, I always tell people, these are things we continue to work on. <laughs> I'm much better than I was, but I'm still not where I'm going to be. You're still but, running. <laughs> but, Yes, being being too concerned with what other people think or say or do, people call it, you know, a, approval addiction or people-pleasing or whatever. But the reality is if we are focused on other people's opinion in terms of how we live our life and not just focus on what we know God is calling us to, then we're muddying the water, obviously. And we're not living... We're not living on purpose for the purpose only that he calls us to. Um, And so Ken shared um, his purpose statement that he created, which I love this. It's Mm. so powerful. Um, Let's see. He says, my purpose statement is to be a loving teacher and example of simple truths that helps myself and others to awaken to the presence of God in our lives. So we realize we're here to serve and not to be served. Yes, that is great. Isn't that a powerful purpose statement? I love that. I mean, we could all adopt that (laughs) for our own purpose statement, uh, because the reality is we're all an example. Um, We all influence people, 
You know, I was just this. This just makes me think. Um, while we're here at this in this condo, Mark and I rarely watch TV. I mean, usually it is you know on purpose of we want to watch this movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just was astounded at what is on TV. If you just start flipping channels, yes. Um, and I know that okay, their last name because I don't follow them. So, but Kardashians. Uh, anyway, there's this reality, quote-unquote, I always say reality in quotes because there's a camera there and they know it. So how, how real is it? But these, this family, the Kardashians, and I'm looking at, because they're considered influencers, Boy, and I thought they certainly sure. do influence. And that, you know, my question, you know, that we always need to ask ourselves is, who am I, quote, following? And how are they influencing me? Mm-hmm. Because the influencer in our lives should be, number one, Jesus Christ. Yep. He showed us how to live. He showed us, he told us what we get to have as priority in our life. And if other people that we're, quote, following or being influenced by are in contradiction with that, mm. should we be following them? Because it's just, again, it's muddying the water and it's causing there to be chaos and confusion in how we live. The goal is that we live in clarity of purpose. Mm -hmm. But if we're not, if we're feeling unclear, it's really a good question to ask is, who am I following, quote unquote? Am I spending more time in his book than I am in Facebook? Mm. Am I spending more time in his word than I am in reading other people's words? I mean, those are just really great clarifying questions for us to ask ourselves. Because we are being influenced every moment of every day, and whether or not we're being influenced by something that is drawing us closer to the Lord or taking us away from, or causing that chaos and, and confusion, which what's interesting, and it, not just interesting, it's, it's sad and heartbreaking, with all that our country, and not country, world, has mm-hmm. been through in 2020, there is so much fear and anxiousness and stress and worry that we are not just physically distancing ourselves, we literally are isolating ourselves. And that's not how God intended us to live. He talks about, you know, not forsaking the assembling of each other, that we need each other in community. We need to be there to encourage and love one another. Um, And even more, it says, as the day approaches when he returns. So when I look at all the things that have happened in terms of, you know, abuse in the home where kids can't get away if they've been isolated and can't even go to school, Um, abuse, whether it's, um, you know, spousal abuse, child abuse, neglect, and, and, you know, clear on to attempted suicide, substance abuse, and then suicides that have been, you know, have have actually ended in death, um, or I mean, suicide attempts that ended in death. 
it is so heartbreaking mm-hmm. because right now, more than ever, as Christians, we need to be a voice of truth and love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because people need hope yeah. now more than ever. And so much of what's happening is fear, but also thinking about, you know, regretting. People regret, whether maybe it's financial, they're regretting that they didn't save more when they could have. Yeah. Um, they're, they're regretting that they, you know, didn't put more time and energy into relationships or regretting that they got, got into a relationship that was toxic or unhealthy. Mm. Um, there's so many things that regret ends up doing if not caught and replaced with that reset mindset because if people don't know what to do and where to go and they don't have the source of truth and hope in Jesus, then right. where is their hope? Right. You well, know, a couple of things come to mind. You know, hope I've always felt is the kind of the fuel that propels us, keeps us yes. going. And and uh, the other thing, I, I really like the one statement that you you put um, in talking about Ken Ken Blanchard, and and you s- said after uh, all of this. Um, to live on purpose for the purpose for which God put us here. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's outstanding. To live on purpose for the purpose for which yes. God put us here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and really, I want to encourage everybody to take note of this purpose statement that Ken shared with us and actually begin to create your own. And frankly, you can start with a three-word phrase or three words that you want to live into. Not just, and, and you know, people do, you know, New Year's resolutions. I don't, I don't specifically believe in that. I believe in intention, living intentionally and purposefully. Right. Um, because if you don't have a big enough why, the what and the how really don't matter. You're not going to do it. If somebody, you know, wants to get healthier but it's not a deep enough why, then they're just not going to do it. I mean, you know, a a goal of eating healthy sounds great when you're full and you just finished a delightful, delectable meal, and you're committed. You're only committed so far if if it's just, you know, a surface commitment. But that's the benefit and the value of a purpose statement because you're deciding how am I going to live? And, and what he said about, I decided to write this statement so I wasn't having others tell me who I was. That mm. is so powerful. Absolutely. That is just so powerful. Absolutely. And living on purpose for the purpose God intended. Yep. Yep. It's so good. And it's... the other example uh, that I share in here is when you think about somebody who had regret and reason to just curl up in the fetal position, that was Paul, who used to be Saul. I mean, you think about somebody who had a great deal to regret in his life, because prior to his real-life come-to-Jesus road-to-Damascus experience, he was a chief persecutor of Christians. So can you imagine the potential for regret that he had, right? But he did not, you know, he didn't allow himself to 
wallow in, um, you know, this is what I've done and I, yeah. you know, my life is over. I can't do that. No, he, but, but how did he do that? Skip? How did he mm-hmm. look to the future? He looked to the future because his hope was in Jesus. Yeah. He didn't look down. He was looking up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. We're talking with Joan Endicott, calling it Replace Regret with a Reset Mindset. And that example of Paul that she just gave is is so good. And we've got a couple of minutes left, Joan. Do you want to kind of uh, recap that Paul uh, ordeal? And then we'll kind of close it for today. And then next week, next Saturday, we'll talk about, so what can I do when I can't undo what was done? I think that'll yes. be a great, a great message as well. Absolutely. We'll give some practical um, notes, and, and I'll share some things that I've shared with my uh, mastermind folks as well. So that'll just be a deeper dive for folks. So yeah, so actually, you know, it says in Philippians three twelve to 14, it says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Mm. And in the study footnote, it makes a distinction that forgetting is not about losing all memory of his sinful past, but leaving it behind him as done with and Settled. And I love that because we can look forward and say, I have learned from the past and I'm going to actually use that to help my tomorrow be better. You bet. We don't want to spend our time looking in the rearview mirror so much. We want to be looking ahead, looking out the windshield. Yeah, it's hard to drive that way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, again, uh, Joan, we want to thank you so much for uh, joining us today and uh, we'll continue this discussion or uh, next Saturday. And uh, Joan Endicott, why don't you give us your, your contact information again, Joan, so people can look you up. Yeah, so folks who also want to get the um, my I Get To book for free, it's a free download right now at joanendicott.com. And uh, so you also can see some other things that I'm doing there. And if you'd want more information, um, on any coaching or whether it's group coaching or masterminds or things like that. Um, there's sure. some links and information there. You bet. You bet. Well, I'm sorry we're out of time, but I, I, like I say, we're going to continue this next Saturday. So, Joan, thank you once again for being a guest on Game Plan for Life. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Hollingshead Eye Center. See the difference experience makes. For more information, call 208-336-8700. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver. A reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's. Oh, yes, we did. Rocket Express Car Wash. It's a blast. Diamond Heating and Cooling. Hoffman Auto Body. Someone you can trust. Aflac. And Peace Unique. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.